Hello, hello. This is Wickly Bewitching. This podcast is a bit magical, but to be honest, we live in the real fucking world. And being a witch isn't like being in some wizarding school where we get sorted out by a hat and we have four different categories that we can end up in. Life is complicated. It isn't black or white. It's a majestic, colorful arrangement of variations and different shades. Fuck, there's even chartreuse in this mix. Why limit ourselves to a small palette to color with? So on this podcast, I talk about life. Because magic is about embracing all aspects of life. It isn't just about spell working or making sure you have the right tools or gifts. It's it's literally embracing all of the wonder, splendor, bullshit, ups and downs, ebbs and flows, and sometimes the hard truths of it just feels like we're just not getting a break. It's about everything around us. So instead of having a podcast that just talks about beautiful, majestic things that are out of your reach, and if only you do these five simple steps, you can achieve a perfect, blissful life. Because we're human, we complicate shit, we're dumb sometimes, and we make mistakes. But in those mistakes, we get messy, we take chances, and our lives become more ever enthralling and unfolding and mystical and that's where the magic lies in the bullshitted moments the moments that we slip and fall and we're covered in dirt and mud and we have a scraped knee it's in the getting up every single time that's what enlightenment's about that is the journey of the fool so if you're into the real fucking world no bullshitted crap then this is the podcast for you. And if you want me to fluff up some fairy tales and blow some smoke up your... Well, we're not going to say that here. Then this isn't the fucking podcast for you. My name is Lady L and I'm a fat, sassy spiritualist. And thank you. Now let's get into this wickedly bewitching world. There comes a time where we all have to break free from the shackles, where we have to fight through the desert and journey to find ourselves. The heat beating upon our backs as mirages appear, taunting us with the possibilities of water, shelter. We journey deep into those deserts, And the end is near. And for some of us, we get out of the desert of isolation and desertion. While others, they make it their home, forgetting who they once were, forgetting where they are to go next, forgetting themselves, forgetting their power. This is not you. You will go in between what is there and what has never been, lost in the shadows and lights. The balance between both worlds can be maddening if you allow it to be.
and do it alone. It is time to arise, to wake. It is time to journey out of the desert and to return to the light once more. It is time to find your own cycle, your own cyclical energy. The cycles that we connect in with are through the earth, that which is our body, that which grounds us, that which connects us to vitality, to life, that which roots us into stability to be able to move with whatever winds come and blow our way. To keep us solid, but not breakable. To give us the bending movements. The water is our new emotions and nutrients. It is what cleanses and clears us. It is what recharges us. It's what it brings us back to the goddess. It is what connects us to the womb of the earth, the world, the womb of us. It is what nurtures our soul, the fire. It is what drives us. It's what brings us our passion. It's what adds spark, our life force, empowerment, flames, that which lights us up. The air blowing life into the fire, moving the water so that it does not become stagnant. It is the truth, true knowledge, the whispers from our soul crew, from our ancestors, from the goddess. And it changes and moves us to where we are needed next. It doesn't stay still, nor can you hold it in your hand. Not all of us have the same flow of cyclical energy. Some of us will require a more thorough, gentle rest. Some will require rest throughout their cycle. Creating small movements. Some of the rest will be small movements. Some will require rest after they're creating. Rest after they're empowering. While others will flow. They will require the calmness to be able to create. That will create, bring in the empowerment. That will give life to the world. This isn't about going linear. It is about going with the flow of your own being and energy. It's about holding space for others. When we rest, someone holds space. And when we act, someone holds space for us. We hold space for them when we are in movement. And they hold space for us when we are in rest. That is why we don't have the same cycles. It is why things are different for each of us. Because each of us cannot be moving at the same time. Because that means we are resting at the same time. 
It's why the world has dark and light. But it also has the in-betweens we forget. Some rest require us to have no movement, like sleeping or napping or uh, just being present in the moment. While other forms of rest invoke joy, playing without purpose, connecting to our inner child and dancing freely around fires. Some action requires us to start the planting process, putting in seeds of knowledge, information, love, kindness, caring. While other actionable movements is harvesting, collecting that which we have seeded prior to hand. We're each on different movements because we each plant our seeds at different times. Some set their intentions at the beginning of the year, while others do so at the end, and some plant them in the middle when summer has just begun. Giving yourself permission to nourish your soul requires yourself to honor said permission. If your soul requires you to rest after doing some energy working on others, Honoring it will ensure that your body does not break down, does not become rigid, and does not find other alternatives to creating that rest. I know myself required rest many times, and I have broken my wrist, my arm, fallen into deep depression, I obtained those rest moments, but not without some pain involved. When we honor our cycles, we are flowing with our own flow. If we look at water for an example, because what better way to witness the energy of flow than water? We notice that all bodies of water perform similar yet different. All flows of river do flow, but some may babble like a brook, while others may be intense like a rapid. Some may break free and have two different locations and spaces to go to. Some may stop and into a pond. Some may turn into a lake, or some may be set free out into the ocean. If we forced all of these bodies of water to do the exact same thing, things would become stagnant. We need different things for different reasons in different places, but they all serve their purpose. We need to look at ourselves and those around us and honor each other. Honor what each of us bring into this world. Honoring our cycles without judgment. Yeah, it can be very difficult to step into these cycles. We live in a society that rewards work, 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 work. But if we're constantly focusing on harvesting, what are we harvesting if we are not giving the time to plant the seed? And if we are constantly harvesting, where does the body rest so that we're able to have the strength in order to harvest? These things are 
detrimental to not only our mental health, but our physical health, our emotional health, and our spiritual health. And yet, there is a rise in mental health. There's a rise in physical health pains. There is a rise in spiritual disconnection. There is a rise in emotional triggers and explosions. And why is this? Because we don't honor our cycles. We honor someone else's cycles and forcibly place them into our own cycles. We honor things that disrupt our natural flow. God love a duck. But seriously, what the fuck? What the fuck? Can't all be the same person. As last I checked, we're not Borg and I'm not into assimilation. I love the fact that Star Trek has many aspects where they honor other cultures, other beings, other belief systems. They honor them because I know that we're all different and we have to do things differently whether we understand it or not. It is not our place. People can find God, absolutely. But people can also find other gods. It does not have to be the same God and yet we are all the same. I think that the spiritual world is way beyond complex and that our earthly humanist self cannot see past that complexity. We try to pigeonhole it into a small amount of understanding and we try to stake claim that this is the only way. My God is the only God and all other gods are inferior. Sounds familiar? If not, I'd strongly suggest looking up the Crusades and see what kind of an impact that had in the world. Again, going against cycles, our own cyclical energy. If we're in Europe and in the UK, which is five hour different time zone than that in North America, They don't match up, and to force one to play into the other is ridiculous. We cannot make the sun rise in the UK when the sun has risen already over here in North America, and vice versa. So this is a call to action. To honor your own cycles. To honor your own placement in this world. To honor where you are at in your life. This is about honoring what phase you are in. Where are you in the journey of the goddess? Where are you in your journey of enlightenment? Humans are so funny. We literally need to be told the same thing in 500 different ways and all different variations from different people and different healers and different guides and different gurus and different 
leaders. And yet it is always the same information. We just have a really hard time absorbing that information into our heads. This message that I'm sharing with you has been channeled through the great goddess because she does want us to align with ourselves, to heal ourselves. But the biggest thread that I also feel is not just honoring our cycles, but creating community. There are going to be more changes that are occurring currently, but there will be far more. And it is ever so vital for us to have that change occur. When we are creating and invoking change, especially big, huge change that has not happened maybe ever, there is going to be massive amounts of resistance from the other side. It is important that some of us are resting during this time period while others are doing the fighting so that when they are ready to rest, we can come in recharged and fight. And that way it's able to go around like a circle so it doesn't stop. If we are all fighting at the same time, we are all resting at the same time therefore causing some problems. We won't be in a cyclical round circle. We won't be moving like a wheel forward. We will be stagnant and we will get tired quickly and we will get exhausted and start to feel the rains of hopelessness coming in. We need to pull in the energy of the wheel from the tarot, bringing it forth, moving in from the Magi or the magician all the way up to like the star and ending at the world enlightenment. We want to get to the end game so that future generations and our generations can finally have the love and community that we all want and we all want it. Every single one of us, even those who are like, I hate people. No, you hate being hurt. You love people. You love love. You love the interaction. But there's shame there. There's pain there. There's embarrassment there. There's a disconnect there. So today, I encourage you to look at when you need to charge your batteries and when do you need to plant your seeds? And when do you need to harvest? When do you need to invoke play? Because play is still recharging your batteries. Regardless of what society has made you think or believe. Even my cat Luna has snuck into the room and now is up next to me. So she is pulling in this energy. So. I am asking you in this moment, if you want to make change in this world, today is the time to do it. It is a time to honor yourself and your healing and your well-being and your existence and to honor others, to create community. If you do not have a community that supports you, look for like-minded people. There will be a beacon of light shining Answer the call. I know it's scary. Trust me. But answer it. Reach out to them. Speak to them. 
do bit by bit until you feel more comfortable. But it is time to answer that call. You cannot be quiet anymore. You cannot sit back anymore. We are moving out of the heart chakra and we're going into the throat chakra. And the throat chakra will be very quick. We won't have to deal with it for 12 years. This one is definitely going to, this one feels like it could be anywhere from a year to three years max. And then that means we move into the, the third eye and the crown. And that's where things get super expansive. So find your people. Embracing your weird. Stepping into your power. Connecting to your cycle. Trust me, it is going to get significantly better and more magical. I love you so much. From the tips of my hair to the bottoms of my toes. <laughs> I hope that this has brought some encouragement. And myself and Luna, my little black cat, sends you much love and healing energy. And remember, it's about honoring your cycle. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist, and you have been listening to Wickedly Bewitching, a podcast about this modern witch embracing my weird. And that means all the bits. Now, I do this podcast once a month, and sometimes I sneak in a couple of extra. So just stay tuned, and I hope you follow me. You can also follow me on other social medias. Again, I'm Lady L, your fat, sassy spiritualist. And it's been a pleasure and honor to hold this space with you.